Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest vodcast. And this is going to be on solid pseudopapillary neoplasms of the pancreas, what you need to know. And these are commonly called spend tumors. And this was an excellent exhibit from Shiva Raman at RSNA this past year. And I thought I would share with you this important topic because we do see a lot of uh, spend tumors in our practice. And it's something that if you know about, you can make that specific diagnosis. So what are these tumors? They're rare tumors of the pancreas. They account for less than 3% of all exocrine pancreatic tumors. Initially, they were thought to have distinct benign and malignant subtypes. Now, all of these are considered to be low-grade malignancies with the potential for local spread and distant metastatic disease, both to local nodes and to the liver. However, most cases actually, uh, at time of diagnosis, may not have any spread of disease. Now, this is our results, and these results kind of match what you're going to expect to see in the literature and in your population. It's most commonly females, by at least 5 to 1. Clinical presentation most commonly is abdominal pain, and it's a teenager or someone in their 20s with abdominal pain where it's very, very nonspecific. Weight loss can occur, but that's fairly uncommon. Uh, there are a number of other things. Um, the tumor size, typically around 5 centimeters, would be the classic size. They can be a bit smaller. It's rare to see them less than 3 centimeters, and it's rare to see them at greater than 10 centimeters. So the 5 centimeters is kind of a good number. They're typically very well circumscribed and well marginated. That's very important. And typically, you don't see any duct dilatation. That's a very, very helpful sign. They're typically round or oval. Sometimes they're somewhat lobulated. They seem to have a capsule at times. They can have calcifications. So pancreatic masses with calcifications, we think about serous cyst adenomas. But this is a solid and cystic tumor in a younger patient. So you're thinking about this spen diagnosis. In terms of appearance, arterial phase, they do enhance, but they're not typically very vascular tumors. They're typically hypodense or of mixed attenuation. And you can see by these, uh, these enhancement charts here, they're fairly relatively hypovascular lesions. We talk about aggressive versus non-aggressive tumors. Again, the numbers um, in terms of age, uh, a little bit more commonly to be aggressive in a younger patient, but it's a very, very small difference. Again, size and presentation, uh, whether they're jaundiced or not, pancreatitis, uh, are not really typically incredibly important signs. So pancreatitis is more common, it seems, than non-aggressive histology. But remember that these days, all of them are considered to be malignant. When you talk about tumor location, the non-aggressive type are more common in the body and tail, and the more aggressive probably toward the head and unsinate process. The majority of these tumors are seen in the region of the pancreatic tail. It does seem that the larger the tumor, the more likely it is to be more aggressive from a histologic perspective. So there are a number of things you can look at in that way. Enhancing capsules are more common in the uh, less aggressive tumors. 
Let's look at a few examples. This is the classic finding. A mass in the pancreas, you do not see dilated common duct, and you do not see dilated pancreatic duct. Central calcification, and again, you might be thinking of a serous cystadenoma in this case, or some sort of mucinous tumor. Dense calcification centrally is really good for serous cystadenomas. This was a spend tumor. Or this case, cystic and solid. And in fact, this patient had two lesions. It's very uncommon to have more than one lesion, but it does occur. But again, you're thinking about pseudocyst, but again, there's a solid component. Calcifications can be very coarse and around the periphery. Very, very nice example of that. You begin to think about what else gives you this appearance. You, you sort of start thinking about things that have bled or aneurysms. As I mentioned, bleeding, spend tumors, it's rare, but they can spontaneously rupture. And you can see spontaneous bleed in this large tumor of the pancreatic tail. And in this case, there was a tumor in the body, and you can see a fluid fluid or an internal hematocrit level. Now, it's interesting. It's a very much a tumor where if you give me the demographics, I can make the diagnosis usually without looking at the study. So if you tell me it's a female who's in their 20s, late teens, early 20s, I'm saying it's a spend tumor without even looking. And eight patients were under 18 years of age in our series. What else do you get that's pancreatic masses under 18? Pancreatic blastomas, that's typically under five. So you're talking someone in their teens or 20s, to me without looking, it's a spend till proven otherwise. We talk about presentation. Again, abdominal pain is probably the most common symptom, but patients may be asymptomatic. So again, uh, lab markers, not very helpful. CA-19-9 is usually normal. Typically, the patients will undergo surgery and uh, typically will have R1 surgical resection with negative surgical margins. Most patients have no distant metastasis. And this is what typically we've seen in the literature. And most patients are disease-free on follow-up. We have seen some cases where patients have metastasis eight to 10 years later, but that's uncommon. The majority of patients will do well. There's typically an excellent prognosis for SPEN. The key is resection. There's no post-op chemotherapy. There's no post-op radiation therapy in most cases. When we talk about some of the imaging characteristics that we mentioned, let me go over them again. Lesions are distributed amongst the gland, but to me, most commonly, we see body and tail. Lesion size, think about five centimeters, well circumscribed, round or oval. Again, we mentioned enhancing capsule and the calcification in half the cases. Again, that's a very, very important sign. Other important signs are lack of obstruction or common, or common duct or the patient's pancreatic duct. Very, very important. These spend tumors typically displace vessels, but do not encase or occlude vessels. And here's just a nice example of a range of calcifications in the wall, central, peripheral, a very wide range of calcifications which can be seen. Now, in terms of appearance, we call this, it used to be called a solid and cystic pancreatic tumor. Uh, it's still called a spend, solid and papillary epithelial neoplasm, but it's difficult at times to separate the cystic and solid components, but not many tumors have both of these components. Now, sometimes it's mainly solid or mainly cystic, but you can't see, but typically there's both components. Occasionally, you will see hemorrhage, as I showed you some examples.
Now, MRI can be helpful, again, as in CT, large lesions, well-circumscribed, capsule, hyperintense on T2 and hypointense on T1, occasionally uh, demonstrating internal hemorrhage. On ultrasound and EUS, not very helpful. Lesions are typically hypoechoic. There really are no true helpful signs that allow you to suggest the diagnosis. Now, we commented before these tumors can be aggressive. Aggressive tumor is defined as T3 or greater tumor stage, perineural invasion, microscopic vascular invasion, lymph node metastasis, or development of distant metastases, and it's uncommon but it does occur. There was no statistical significant difference between aggressive and non-aggressive tumors with regard to the patient's age or gender, clinical presentation, lesion size, location, or CT features, okay? So really, we cannot predict based on imaging which patients will have a more aggressive versus a less aggressive type behavior. So let's look at some examples. Sometimes with spend tumors, you can overlook them. Here's a low-density lesion. There's an obvious mass in the junction of body and tail of pancreas. It's low attenuation on arterial phase imaging. And this example shows very nicely that sometimes it's easier to see on the venous phase. And coronals can be very helpful in showing you the extent of the lesion and also in preoperative planning. This patient had a distal pancreatectomy. Or in this case, large cystic and solid mass it's hard to give a differential. Complicated pseudocyst, displacement of vessels, serous cyst adenoma, possibly mucinous tumor, other cystic tumors, large nodes in the peripancreatic region. You gotta be thinking of those possibilities, but when you see a pancreatic mass looking like this, younger patient, you better be thinking about a spend tumor. Or this example, where the tumor is very much exophytic, coming off the patient's tail of the pancreas, very nicely shown in this example, as well as in the coronal views. As I commented, there's a range of sizes. Here's one of the smaller spends in the three centimeter range, and here's one in the five centimeter range. So again, uh, a wide range of appearances, central hemorrhage, central calcifications are things that are not uncommon. It's things you don't see typically with adenocarcinoma. You don't see a bleeding with serous cyst adenomas, a mucinous cyst adenomas. Typically, you can see calcification, particularly in serous cyst adenomas. Now, the term solid and papillary epithelial neoplasm is the current term SPEN. It was also known as a solid pseudopapillary neoplasm. Typically, we used to call them Hamudi tumors, that was pathologists who described them. Again, under 4% of resected cystic pancreatic lesions, women, second and third decade of life, key imaging findings, solid and cystic components. Uh, the patients may have very large tumors, particularly when they're younger, and the tumors fill up a substantial portion of the abdominal cavity, and treatment is always going to be surgical. So hopefully, I've covered a number of things and let me just remind you, pancreatic mass, patient under 30, solid, solid and cystic, capsular enhancement, no dilated common duct, no dilated pancreatic duct. Your first diagnosis better be a spend tumor. And with that, let me speed 